Welcome to the Angularlicious Podcast. Angularlicious? And now your host, Matt Vaughn. This is Matt Vaughn here with the Angularlicious Podcast, and today we're going to talk about architecture, and this is beginning a discussion on architecture, angular architecture, and what really defines effective architecture. So let's get started. So why do we need to understand architecture? I think it's an important question because software development is a complex process so we need something to help guide us. When we think of architecture it's something that we see and use every day. It's all around us and I think it's difficult to really go anywhere without seeing architecture in place. Architecture is not only what defines the functionality of what something does or how it's done, but it's also in the aesthetics or how it's perceived or viewed. So how it looks. And it's not really defined by its functionality. So many times people think that architecture is designing how something should work, the functionality and such, and that's part of it, yes. Uh, many times people recognize the beauty in architecture, and I think it's the combination of beauty and functionality that makes architecture so special. Certainly, architecture is concerned with proportion, design, and the science of how things work. I find it interesting that people like Leonardo da Vinci, one of the world's most famous architects, was fascinated with proportion, scale, and the science of how things work. I was able to attend uh, the Leonardo da Vinci exhibit in uh, 2019 here in Denver, and it was amazing. Um, I learned a lot. Really, uh, it's interesting how he focused and devoted his entire life to understanding how things work together so that they could be applied to architecture and the things that he was building. So there's definitely, definitely an artistic aspect to architecture, but it includes a scientific one as well. And I think it depends on what you're building, if it has more science or more creativity, but they're both there and both rely on each other. And I think many people may think that software engineering is a scientific practice only. However, when you consider how architecture is involved and we certainly need to add creativity to this scientific endeavor, uh, in fact, I think most of the time it requires more creativity to solve a problem than the science of it. Therefore, understanding the key principles of architecture so we can be more effective when we build our software solutions is kind of what we want to talk about and want to understand a little bit more fully. So we need the understanding of functionality and how and where and when others use it. But before we can design anything that is useful, we need to understand why something is needed. If we can understand who is going to use the application and why they're going to use it, then we have most of the answers and a good understanding of what needs what it needs to do. And this is the understanding that allows us to be more effective and to build better software. Architecture is closely related to tangible things that are built, mostly buildings, homes, other structures like uh, bridges and things like that used by people in their everyday lives when they're shopping, traveling in their community, the municipal buildings, their houses, the skyscrapers in the large cities. Today we live in a very technology-based world 
And many of the things built today require technology and the same principles founded in architecture. So let's discuss three elements of effective architecture. Hey everybody, wanted to let you know that during the last several months I've been working on a book entitled Angular Architecture, a guide for enterprise Angular applications. Uh, this book is very important to me because it kind of puts together all of the thoughts and ideas about Angular architecture, leveraging some of the principles and concepts that really weren't capable a few years ago. But with the the new tools like Angular, TypeScript, uh, the design patterns that we can now apply because we have object-oriented programming uh, capabilities, we have library projects that we can share and reuse code, we can actually implement clean architecture using layered approaches and tier design things like that so that's what this book is about so if you're interested I'd love to uh, provide this book to you at half the price 50% off all you need to do is just go to angularlicious or angularlicious.com and uh, just uh, click on the get book offer uh, button and basically uh, give me your email address and I will send you an email that includes a coupon for half off the price, you can uh, purchase the book on leanpub.com, and it's called Angular Architecture, a guide for enterprise Angular applications. Proud of the book, and hope you enjoy it. Thanks. The three elements of effective architecture, I think I've distilled them down to three things. One, design and planning. Two, tools and materials. And three, execution of the plan. So let's talk about the design and planning. Architecture includes the design of something. Things could be built with only functionality in mind, but there wouldn't be anything special about these things. However, if the design was innovative or unique and had a special appeal to individuals, then it's something special. Perhaps it's a combination of the functionality and the aesthetics. It does what users want, and it also appeals to the eye. It's easy to use. People like using it, and it uh, does the job. And from design emerge as the instructions on how we need to build it, how it works, what its functionality is, but also including the specification of how it is built. So oftentimes the design and planning part is really an analysis and discovery of what this thing needs to do, who it's going to be used by, when and where, and how, and most importantly, why is it going to be used? What problems is it trying to solve? Once you understand these things, these elements, and you can kind of put them on paper or put them somewhere where you can actually look at them and, and see what the relationships are and create a design, a plan, so that it can be built and executed. So many times when you're thinking about architecture, this design and planning, the next thing uh, that we'll talk about is the second uh, item, materials and tools. Materials and tools definitely have to be considered during the design and planning stage because based on the selection of your materials um, and the purpose of their use, um, it could have a profound effect on what you build and how you build it. So selecting materials um, could be for their uh, special characteristics or properties or attributes, uh, what what they do and provide. Um, if you're building uh, a structure, if are you going to make it out of stone, iron, wood? Um, 
So the materials affect what tools you're going to use and how long it's going to take and specifically the skills that you're going to need to work with those tools and materials. So there's this uh, aspect of, of looking at uh, tools and materials and their capabilities along with the design and plan so that you can kind of consider them together and such. So if you're building a web application, for example, are you going to use a, a control suite for things like banners and uh, your in, input controls and, and the way you display information um, and such? So you can uh, use a third-party uh, tool. You can use Material Design. You can use Infradristics. You could use different ones that you may select. And they'll affect on how you proceed with uh, what capabilities these things have and how they fit with what you're trying to accomplish uh, with your uh, plan. So first one, design and plan. Second, consideration of material and tools. And now the third one we'll talk about is the execution, the third part. And someone can design and plan and select the materials for a project. However, if the execution of that plan is not followed or there's no one skilled enough or doesn't have the right resources to work with these tools or materials, then you're not going to have a finished product or it's not going to be what is expected. It will be nothing to admire, just another failed project, another failure. So architecture has many facets, nuances to architecture in general. Um, and also in this execution phase, really when you think about it, executing a software project is delivering the right solution at the right time for the right people. It's talking about delivery. So we need to be able to have shippable, deployable software. It needs to be production ready or needs to be in production for these users to be able to benefit from it and to interact with it and do what it needs to what they need to do with it. So part of the uh, planning and design and such should include how it's going to be delivered and when it's going to be delivered. And those things uh, would also have an impact on maybe some selection of tools and materials. So if you're using continuous integration, continuous deployment, how are you going to instrument those processes? So you're going to have to select some tools or some processes or methodologies to enable that. So with uh, starting with the end in mind, you're going to have to consider a lot. So architecture is really about kind of taking a concept or idea and delivering upon that concept with a solution or product or something in production that can be used. And then everything in between, including the execution phase. So throughout a typical day in our lives, we, we come in contact with lots of things that we use every day. And these common things, we may, not even, we may not even think about the architecture aspect of those things. So next time you go out, you're driving to work or uh, running errands and such, and you see different things, think about these questions. Who designed this? Where did it come from? How was it made? What materials were used to make this item? And possibly what tools were required as well? And how is its functionality organized and what is it about that thing or item that makes it appealing to use the aesthetics of it so there are other things in life and we rarely take notice of them and it could be 
a home or a building that we live in, the appliances that, that are in our homes, the electronics or even the software that we use on a daily basis, we could ask those same questions above about almost everything we come into contact with. And when we start doing this, it, it starts us uh, thinking about applying architecture and what it means uh, to architect the solution and what we need to do to do that. So it's good practice because uh, in our software development careers we need these skills and we need to consider these three different aspects of architecture. That's the number one, design and planning. Number two, the selection of tools and materials. And three, the execution of the plan to ensure that you can deliver the right thing at the right time for the right people. So that's all I have for today on architecture. So next time you're out and about, ask yourself, do you see architecture? Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Angularlicious podcast. If you want more information about Angular and Angular architecture, please visit the Angularlicious website. And make sure you get your coupon for 50% off on the new Angular Architecture book.